Okay, we're here? We're recording! We came back. Um, it has been a really long time. We've not been able to get into the studio. We're not going to make excuses. It's a new year. <laughs> but nothing has changed. <laughs> um, but we're actually on our couch. Doing a couch chat. Doing a little couch chat. Because we were just talking about the women's march that happened yesterday as of the date of this recording. Oh, and wait a second. Before we get into it, I'll say that I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from our couch. Uh, so yeah, uh, couch chat is a more informal version of our podcast where we just um, shoot the stuff. No notes, no segments, no corners. It's just... The real deal. Just the real deal, yeah. So, okay. It's just the podcast without all the fun stuff. Without all the frills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you will deal. So, yeah, uh, we were talking about the Women's March. Um, Fran, you were there. Yes. I wasn't there. You weren't so there, but you, you watched that, it on the, television. I did, yeah. I watched I watched the, pretty much the majority of the gathering before the march. And I think that's really cool because we will have two very different but still similar perspectives on an event that you watched on television and I watched from the ground, in the cold, in Washington, D.C. Um, so if you're not familiar, um, after the election, this these women started this idea to have a march to really stand up for women's rights and health care and um, income equality and reproductive rights and just a lot of issues concerning women in response to um, Donald Trump winning the presidency. I saw a lot of people saying this is a protest of his presidency, which in a sense it was, but at the same time, the issues that were on the table, they exist outside of his his candidacy oh, they and his presidency. Yeah, these issues have been issues for a long time, but these issues are more important than ever because his presidency is in direct threat of reproductive rights. You know, he's said openly that he wants to defund Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. and they're already you know, trying to make steps to defund Planned Parenthood. Right. He's already trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act slash Obamacare. Um, you know, uh, issues around immigration, like uh, those are also, you know, women's issues, especially when it comes to um, he wants to repeal the DREAM Act, which actually helps uh, children that are born to undocumented immigrants and are in danger of being deported, the DREAM Act actually protects them. If you were brought here at two years old, for example, and you're not a citizen, right. technically you could be deported. Right. Um, and this is something that, that Obama, you know, really pushed for so that, you know, it wasn't going to break up families. And that's something that's in danger of being repealed. Um, and again, it is an issue that is outside of Trump's presidency, but is now really important because these are things that Trump campaigned on. Yeah, no, I understand that. I, I guess what I'm asking is, from your perspective, being at the march, did you get the feeling that it was, was the mood more a protest of, of Trump's policy or... Um, or just a protest of Trump. An, or just a protest of Trump or, yeah. or an, just sort of a, an affirmation of what the group stands for. I think that there were a lot of good intentions and I think that a lot of them were just like completely thrown out the window and it in many ways turned into a very performative activist piece 
where it was really about, you know, saying that we hate Donald Trump, but not actually talking about what we're going to do in order to oppose Donald Trump. It was like, disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. It's like, right. Okay, resist, resist, resist. Okay, well, what does that look like? And, and I mean, at one point, um, I tried to start a chant. Uh, it's really hard to come up with chants, P.S. Um, what did you come up with? Oh, I can't wait. I actually came up with a really good chant. I believe it. I believe it. It was really hard because, like, what I really wanted to do was, like, encourage people to vote in the midterm elections. And midterm election is just really hard to fit into a chant. Um, and so what I came up with was move us in the right direction, vote in the midterm election. Oh, wow. That's good. I would have arrived, I would have rhymed election with erection because yeah, I'm, like, that lowbrow. Someone was, like, <laughs> fight the, someone tweeted me, and they said theirs was fight the orange erection, vote in the midterm election. And I was just kind of like, eh, I wouldn't have, like, I just don't. I wouldn't have started chanting that, but that would have probably been the best I could have come up with. So, anyways, I got, lie. we got a few people to say it, but it didn't catch on. And, like, the types of chants that were catching on were stuff like, you know, uh, Cheeto Man. This is your first day. We will not go away. Welcome to your fir first day. We will not go away mm. was one of them. That's um, not, that's not great, does... but I get where they're coming from because a lot it. of it was like, you showed up. Congratulations. I get it. Yeah. Don't I, forget to work and when again, you get home. Like I said, I think that there were good intentions, but a lot, one of my problems was to answer your question, it did not feel like this was a protest to talk about what actionable steps we should be taking. And I really think the midterm election is our big push because it's November 6, 2018, and there are a number of congressional seats and, and mayoral seats that are open. And, and that's really, really important. And that's going to be a crucial depending, no matter who our president is, because I still believe that Donald Trump might not be our president in 2018. That's neither here nor there. Right. Instead, it felt like we hate Donald Trump. He's the worst. He sucks. And then it also felt like a low-key Hillary rally. And it was really about like, oh, we're nasty women and like vaginas. And I just, I, I again, I think that their, people's hearts were in the right place, but... I, I wanted to hear more about how important it is for us to get involved in our local elections and our local government, how important it is to donate money to organizations that, that are doing real work to help people. And instead, it was really like, my pussy, my pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, and some some celebrities that, again, like, I don't know. It's so interesting, babe. Like, I did this interview with Vanity Fair, and they were like, here's why celebrities are protesting Donald Trump. They didn't use, like, most of the stuff that I said, which really annoyed me. Hmm. So they didn't actually, like, talk about any of the important things that I said about, like, intersectionality and about... So they cut most of the substance out they of the interview? They cut a lot of the, the substance interview. out, and then, which is fine. I get it. But then, like, someone commented, like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I don't think I'm a celebrity, but whatever. Oh, I'm tired of celebrities not saying anything, and, like, you're a capitalist, and you're rich. And, and I was just, like, it really made me uncomfortable because, like, I get where they're coming from, but I really do try to push for action. Mm-hmm. And I do really, I'm really annoyed by celebrities that don't do that. And I did feel like there were a bunch of celebrities on stage, like Madonna. Well, Madonna was the worst. I saw her. I had to mute her. 
And it's just like, why is Madonna it was the only here? Part, the only part of the part of the rally that I muted. Well, I wish I could have muted it, and I was there. Like, I just don't understand why Madonna got up. I couldn't believe it. She got up there and said that sometimes she or now she's thinking about bombing the White House. Yeah, that's gonna fly like, really Miss? well. That's yeah. Why would you get up there and fucking say that? I don't like Donald Trump either, but like, if you get up there and make threats to our now president's life, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm just surprised. I'm not surprised, but like, the Secret Service should give Madonna a call because like right. no one should be able to get on stage and say that again. I right. don't like Donald Trump. There should be some follow up. I there. don't. Yeah, exactly. not, that, not that Madonna's going to do anything, but, but you know, yell vagina, vagina, vagina. But you can't get on stage and freaking say that you want to bomb somebody. And, and again, I don't think Madonna should be on stage talking about fighting for anyone's rights and being an advocate when this motherfucker called her white son my nigga and she has a black child that she adopted and she was so upset when people called her out on calling her child Wait, is that is that who she said that to she called her white child my nigga on instagram but she also has a black child and right after she got called out for that i believe it was the grammys she took her black child her just her black son to the grammys and had him all dressed up and it in my mind, felt very much like, you guys don't yell at me. Right. Because, like, look, I have my black kid with me. And it's just like, great. Oh, wow. She's using him as, like, some sort of shield. Yeah, and you know what? And, any... I, and for me, what's so frustrating is, like, again, it's great that you've adopted a child and given a child a home. I think that that's really wonderful. But here you are on stage being like, fight the power, fuck Donald Trump, but you have a black child and I have never heard you say Black Lives Matter. I have never heard you talk about supporting or, or speaking up against police violence. And you know, a lot of people have those criticisms for this march, that this has turned into like, yeah, women come together, which I think is super important, but it's only come together when an issue affects me. And it's only come together so that I can put on my pink hat and my pussy sign and like <laughs> gotta not, have the pussy sign. And not actually talk about the issues and not actually address like your own privilege and like your own racism and your own homophobia and your own just you know what I mean? Like things that we have to be really open to saying, like, you know what? We have to be better about this. So let me let me let me ask you this then, because I, what I saw was a good amount of intersectionality, despite the, despite the, you know, the, the performances I mean, by they Madonna came, they came and some other people. Further than they started, which is great. The, it did look like they did a pretty decent job, at least in terms of inclusion. Who was on the stage? Who was invited to speak? Yeah, but that's what I mean. You have trans women speak, and then in the audience, there's people holding up signs of vaginas. It's like, okay, great. Like you had some trans women here and, and I'm so glad Janet Mock was there. Like she's super important. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see this. Someone told me this because I couldn't I was closer to the stage. I couldn't see the jumbotrons. But apparently, like while Janet was speaking, they were panning to signs that were saying pussy power. Really? Yeah. And 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 at one point she said something about sex workers and they like panned to a, you know, a, a sign that was a vagina. And it's just like like, like, I just, it just felt like a disconnect in mm -hmm. the sense that, like, we are saying that we're intersectional and there was a very, there was a diverse crowd there. And I'm, I'm glad that I was there. Like, I think, um, I think that no movement is perfect and that we all have to start somewhere. Um, but I just think that they, it was severely lacking in some of those areas. 
Sure. Um, what else did you observe when you were watching it on? I thought TV? I thought I thought Madonna was was the worst part of it. Um, it was terrible. I, I I thought I I got the impression that they did a pretty good job of being inclusive with all types of people. Yeah, there were like Muslim women on stage. There right. was like the mothers of the movement were there. Right. Exactly. And I felt like they really broadened the scope of what it of what feminism was about or or should be about and and i mean let's face it like at the end of the day if you're for one good thing for one group of people then it's only logical to expand that out to everybody else who's faced any it's sort logical of it's logical but so many people their don't do it skin color gender right sexuality, sexuality yeah. etc you know so i i thought it was i thought it it looked like an improvement it looked like progress and and to be fair the people in the crowd who have the signs with vaginas and they you know are are vaguely lacking the inclusion of say trans women mm -hmm. or something like that then you know the people on stage are there to influence those people in large part so right but that's now what i mean those things gigantic weren't gigantic audience and yes many members of those audience are going to be on the spectrum from like the wokest mm -hmm. to like the newcomers you know oh yes so you're going to see a lot of signs that are and you're going to have these 70s style feminists that are just yelling my pussy my <laughs> pussy my pussy yes. you know what i mean and that worked bad we were talking about this yeah. before we started recording you know that that made sense back then to an extent, you know, like yeah, we not, have issues now that we're not on the forefront or not, not as common knowledge. Exactly. To, to, to certain women, you know, let's say like to a group of white women in the sixties and seventies, it made sense just to draw attention to the fact that you had a vagina just to make a and sign. Destigmatizing. Exactly. Depicting a vagina, but now nobody's not familiar with the vagina. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not like, like just showing your vagina or, or a vagina and saying, are you offended by a pussy? This yeah. is my anatomy. Doesn't really quite make sense, at least not in my circles. Maybe in some places in the U.S. Yeah, for I mean, sure. I, yeah, again, but, agreed. I think that there is, again, validity in, like, destigmatizing, like, our bodies. But also, I do think that, like, if, if, if you want to draw attention to reproductive rights, there are people across the gender spectrum who need access to you know, affordable health care and, and like, you know, safe abortion, um, birth control, safe sex, safe sex, you know, um, education and, and contraceptives and whatever else without it being like vaginas, vaginas, you yeah. know? And so I think that. Yeah, it, it definitely lacks substance. And I, I think, especially given the the spectrum of people that were at that rally. Exactly. Like we didn't need to just, it didn't need to be a narrow, like, like a pussy, a pussy, a pussy. Exactly. It, it, that doesn't go anywhere. You know, there were people up there, many people up there who expanded it to say, you know, women's rights are all human rights. Yes, rights are absolutely. Human rights. And Absol I thought that was, that was really, really impressive. Some of the best speakers uh, I felt said women's rights are, are, you know, the economy, the economy. <laughs> or like women's issues are education. the economy, education. Right. Yeah. And, it's, and, and that's so true. And I think that drives the point home that really, you know, it's, Everyone has the same needs. Yeah. So if we fix the needs that benefit everyone, everyone benefits. Absolutely. And I think that is extremely inclusive and might go a good way to speaking with like to speaking to white people or white men or the people who don't face these issues. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think that what I would have liked to see, and I really liked what you had to say about the fact that the audience is going to be on a spectrum. Like there were a lot of people there that this was very clearly their very first time participating in any sort of march or, you know, like public display, you know, uh, 
in demonstration against, you know, uh, a political party or, you know, things like that. For example, like when the mothers of the movement were on stage, there were people that were shouting march, 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 because the march had was taking longer to start, which again, I get it. If you've ever gone to one of these things, you know that nothing starts on time. Right, sure. You know, like you literally have half a million people there and you say, okay, we're going to start at one o'clock. No, you start at three. Like that's just like- You're starting whenever you can get those half a million people to move in one it, direction. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so then like it's really disrespectful when people are on stage, and of course it just happens to be that when the black mothers are there, who are to talk about their children that were killed by the, the police. The mothers of the children that were killed by police violence. That now it's... suddenly you're suddenly like, march, 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 I'm tired of this. And it's like, oh God, you have clearly never, ever been to something before. And like, you are yeah. here to like, Take your picture for Instagram. And, and you like, can't withstand it, just a little bit of discomfort. And just being, yeah, just right. just being out here on a day that was like chilly, but in like the big scheme of things, not as cold as it could have been. You know what I'm sure, saying? It like, could have been, it could have been really freaking it cold. It could have been freezing. Um, it, it was, for the most part, like the conditions, uh, great. Things did not start on time, but again, that stuff never starts on time. And it was just, not a time to complain about minor inconveniences. And and not a time to be disrespectful to people who are on stage and have <laughs> now become- and not those people. They do it while Madonna's on there like because it, Madonna's a pop star. Oh, She's exactly. not going anywhere. Nobody cares about Madonna. And that's what Madonna. I mean. They were excited and happy when Scarlett Johansson was on stage, but like when it was somebody that wasn't a celebrity and it was somebody that was actually talking about, you know, like their real lived experiences. And again, I, I don't, think that a, being a celebrity means you can't talk about an issue or have something important to say, but it's really fucked up that people were more excited to hear from Scarlett Johansson. But they didn't lose a child, right? Right. Like like she, right. She has not like actually had some hardship that has led her to be invited to speak on that stage. Like she's being invited because she's a celebrity. Right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter how woke Madonna is. Her life is, her life is set. And she ain't fucking woke. So like. <laughs> well, exactly. No, no, I'm not so, saying I know she you're clearly not. wasn't. I know, I know. But Based I'm just, on that speech. Which is why I'm like, why did they have fucking Madonna here? You know? And, and, and again, people were so upset and were <laughs> so like, march, bad. march, march. But as soon as Madonna came out, everyone was like, fuck the march. I'm going to party. You're like, oh my. <laughs> God, like you are here to see celebrities and like get photo ops yeah. and like you know. But to a lot of people though, let's like let's be fair, especially maybe um, older feminists who saw Madonna. She really did stand for. Oh yeah, and I will never discredit, and I will never discredit in owning like her own sexuality. And Absolutely, things. And, 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 that, and that went a long way back then. I don't know that that translates as well currently. Well, and again, the and point that And it looks I, like she's enjoyed her success very, and, and his, the success and comfort has seeped in because well, if she's up there talking about bombing the White House, girl, you know, well, people suffer for that. Well, and you know, here's the thing. To that point, I think what's what was also missing, and I, I'm trying to think, I saw one speaker who kind of said something about it. I think she, I forget what her name was. She was black and she said something along the lines of, you know, this is really important to you all now. It's always been important to me. Mm -hmm. And like there's a lot of new people here who who were not fighting for the rights of black women or black people, but now suddenly are here. Um, and I think that we all need to be a little bit more honest and forthcoming with our own personal journeys and continue to push the idea that we all still have work to do. And that's what bothers me about 
these types of things is for a lot of people it feels like I went to the march, I did something. Oh, I, I saw people I saw people on Twitter and Instagram that were taking these extremely posed black opportunistic and <laughs> black and white stark photographs of themselves with a fist in the air and just looking off into the distance. I mean it with was a flag behind them it was, and it's just like I did it. It was a photo op and many of them are are earnest attempts to stand up for what they believe in. Other ones, I swear to you, I'm I'm thinking they've seen all these other photographs and they walk up and just so they can get their moment, like their yeah. photograph. And I saw a lot of that. Doing it for the gram. For the gram, yeah. It was, and, and that was really disappointing. And, and that's what that. I'm saying is that like, I would have really appreciated more people on that stage driving home the fact it is great that you are here. Yeah. And now the work begins when we go home. Yeah. And I saw a great sign with, you know, you probably saw this photo. It's gone super viral of a black woman. And she's like sucking on a lollipop, which was just so funny. And her sign says, you know, don't forget that white women voted for Trump. And then there's three white women in their little pink hats and their pink outfits. And they're all like on their phones. And they're just I having, think one of them was taking a selfie. One's taking a selfie. Photo. One's yeah. on her phone. And just like a perfect illustration of like a lot I saw of the a lot criticism. Of commentary on that photo. Absolutely. And I think that that was, you know, was justified and important to say that there are a lot of women and, and people in that audience who are well-meaning but they are not having the tough conversations with their Trump supporting friends and family members. And I know people there that are, were, yeah, I, I know, I, I'm just saying, but I know for a fact, I know people that were at that March that I had to say that to them, right, that I sure. was happy that they were participating. But I said, I see people showing the fuck out on your Facebook page mm, yeah. and you are all excited yeah. about coming to the March, but you have not said anything to this person who is saying mad disrespectful things about Black Lives Matter, who are saying mad disrespectful things about immigrants and people that don't speak English and who's taking their fucking jobs. And instead of actually taking that conversation offline and speaking to them and encouraging them and helping educate them, you're just like, see you at the march, <laughs> pussy power. And it's like, <laughs> okay, like you still have a lot of work to do. And again, I have right. to do that work too. But I rarely see people being transparent about the fact that they've done the work or that they fucked up or that they've had things to learn. And I wish that that had been driven home on stage by some of those speakers or by some of those celebrities who are going to get more, who somehow have more credibility. And this is something we talked about a, a ton of times. Oh, they yeah. have more credibility than the organizers oh, yeah. of these important, you know, activist organizations and, and marches and whatever. They're more willing to listen to Scarlett Johansson than those people. So I wish that she had said, thank you for being here. We have some work to do. As a white woman, I realize that I need to acknowledge like that. Yeah, didn't happen. And there and there needs to be and there needs to be more than especially with a celebrity too, because I don't I don't doubt that people could hear, say, Madonna or Scarlett Johansson say, We need to go home and get to work and then still be like, I'm fucking partying and go home and not care. <laughs> You know, because it's, it's... I mean, it's more than just saying we need to get to work. Like, you actually have to follow that up with some, like, actionable steps. I'm just saying, like, exactly. nobody no, did that. What you would, what you <laughs> would no, need to do... none of the celebrities did that. What you would need to do, or what would be ideal, is if the Scarlett Johansons and, and comparable celebrities up there gave, like, one thing that they could actually go and do. Right. Events like this, though, are, are largely designed to draw people in... To the ground, right? Mm -hmm. so, I think so you have, for instance, the sign that the black woman was holding saying, Don't forget, white women voted for Trump. 
and then the white women behind her, you know, it's it's strange because even if those white those three specific white women standing behind her and taking selfies and looking cheery and wearing pink hats did vote for Trump, I mean, it is a step in the right direction that they were there. Yes. Yes and no. I mean, I, no. again, I think it feels it, again it's performative. I think it's the same. It's like what we talked about with the with the safety pins. Well, like you can is... put a safety pin on, but like if you are not willing to actually like have these conversations with people and actually like use your vote to support candidates who are doing things that are helping helping marginalized folks, you putting a fucking safety pin on or you wearing a pink hat or I mean it's like great, you wear a pink hat and you have a pussy sign. Have you donated to Planned Parenthood? Have you donated to the ACLU? Have you donated your time to either of those organizations? And it's like, I have donated money to Planned Parenthood. I've spoken at their events. You know, I, I have used Planned Parenthood's services. Um, I have written articles about the other services that Planned Parenthood provides, especially, you know, the last time that they were talking about defunding Planned Parenthood. I don't say all those things to get cookies. I just mean that, yes, it's a great thing that they're at the march, but I would rather them not be at the march and do the work than be at the march and not do the work. Absolutely, of course, because marching doesn't actually get anything no. done except potentially raising awareness. It raises awareness. But the idea is that even if it is just, I'm just floating this as, as no, one go ahead. potential positive of, of that phenomenon is that even if it just, you know, if you get everybody there and half of them are taking Instagram photos, but you have... Listen, I was taking Instagram photos, too. <laughs> I, will, Look, I will call my I own know, self out. I know, I know. Well, there's nothing wrong with actually taking the Instagram photo. Right. It's something wrong with using the march as a photo op to say I was there. It's like tagging a wall. I'm, I'm thinking if, let's say, you know, everyone there, half the people showed up, were just there for the photo op, if a fraction of those people, let's say a third of those people, actually take the message outside, even if it's just for the next week they feel motivated. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does energize people to do the right thing. And it does it does reformat how to think about these things in their mind later on. I mean, Oh, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a first step. Yeah. It's and a in a sense, step. it's marketing to those people. You know, you've got them to you've got them to come to the event. You've got them to show up. You've got them to commit to being open minded to some extent. You know what I mean? And and now you can capitalize on that. I, I agree. And that's why I think my frustration comes in is that you mobilized all these people to get here. And then you did not give them any actionable steps to take home when they leave. Nothing. So like throughout the entire thing, I mean, I didn't see. Any... I did not hear one person talk about midterm elections. But were there booths set up for that? There were I not mean... booths. No, really. No, there were no booths. There oh. were nothing. I, I mean, it was it was a bunch of people getting on stage I and see, saying, I... "We're here. We are doing this. We will be heard." I saw we're that, gonna... but I was also kind of expecting that off camera there were people no. working the crowd or setting up. No. Small booths no. with information about no. specific. No. Really? No. Oh wow. Okay. No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. None of those things. Some happen. people did though. Um, there was a Native American speaker that called for a class action lawsuit and detailed what she wanted to see. That was incredible. I'm saying, I, here's what I'm saying. I think that some people, you know, were uh, Michael Moore. I will say he did talk about running for office, and I think that that's important. That mm -hmm. more people need to get involved in their local government. Not everybody can do it. Um, but he did say if you can't it's run, not easy. it's not easy. It takes a lot of time and a, a lot, lot of money. Of um, but he did say, you know, make sure that you can support women that are that are trying to get in, involved in their local government. And um, and I do think that that's really important. And that's when I will plug this fucking app 
that I think is really awesome. <laughs> Fran's been waiting to plug this app. I'm not even being paid, okay? So this is a really big deal. I actually saw an ad for this on Instagram, and I never click ads on Instagram, but I saw an ad for this app called Countable. And what's really cool is that the app is all about making sure that you are uh, knowledgeable about local elections, mm -hmm. um, also what's being voted on in Congress, um, how you can get involved and actually contact your local officials, and you can pick what issues are most important to you and get notifications when certain issues are being voted on. Um, and right from the app, you can go ahead and send your official a message about it, and that stuff actually makes a difference. They even, a huge difference. They even because walk you through how the, to call them. It does all the legwork for you, all the hard work for you in terms of compiling the information that you need. You know how hard it is to, to A, keep abreast of very, very And understand legislation in, in plain issues. English? To understand legislation in plain English, I mean, especially at a local level to know to know who's representing you, to know how to contact them. I mean, if you were going to, to know do how that, they voted in the last election cycle so that you can tell them, no, I'm not voting for you this time around because you didn't support an issue that was important to me. Exactly. Exactly. So it really does take a lot of the the stress of, of making that feasible it's out of it. Really awesome. It's great. But and you then, want to hear something funny? Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say okay, one more time. Ahead. I'm driving a point home. I'm I'm learning from the mistakes of the march, okay? Okay. The app is called Countable. It is free. Um, I've tweeted about it. It's on um, lots of different uh, app stores, the iPhone store, the um, Android store. Absolutely get it. And please put in your calendar November 6, 2018. Just put it on your freaking calendar right now so you don't have to think about it. Um, and tell everyone you know the same thing because this is going to make a huge difference a year from now. And believe it or not, it'll be here before you know it. Okay. That's it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good plug. Thank you. I would add to that, though. You know, of course, once you get the app, then you need to use it to move beyond the app. Oh yes. Um, because the, well, that's what the app does. It helps you get there. Well, yes, but there's also there's also always a danger in allowing uh, a particular you know, company or application or something digest all of your information for you. You know, they could put too much, a little too much emphasis on something that you can't stand. No, you pick. And you a pick. little less emphasis you on pick. something that. You pick. I the understand, issues. but but it's digested in accordance with whatever they've found. So you know, it's like it's like getting your news from one source only. You that's need true. to diversify. No, that's totally Otherwise, true. It's one step. It's not it's not the the, the full shebang. Right, right. Of course, of course. But but a very useful step. But the funny thing I was going to say is that we talked about this app some time back. No, we talked about a different app. No, it was Countable. How do you know? Because I remember it was Countable, and I downloaded it at that time. I don't remember that. I know, but it's just funny that you're well, just I like, I found this new app, Countable. We Listen, talked about it. Maybe if they had advertised on Instagram, I, they would have gotten me. So they talked about it on this stupid maybe podcast. Maybe if they were on the march. <laughs> if they're at the march handing out flyers, maybe if they had a sign with a vagina on it. Oh, my God. But listen, here's the thing. I, I said that I didn't want to be uh, a negative Nancy, and someone said, no, you're not being a negative Nancy. You're being a realistic Rebecca. And I liked that. So I'm going to try to employ that more often. Um, I a realistic think... Rebecca with the good hair. <laughs> <laughs> I just, because I think Rebecca and and Becky, some yeah, I think yeah. Becky. Look at you make a little Beyonce references. Yeah. I think I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. Uh, I, I do want to say that I think the march was important in the sense that it is, it is really important to talk about all of these issues. And I really do salute the people that were there because I think 
like we were saying before, it's an important first step. And there was a lot of people out there and a lot of people from many different walks of life, many different backgrounds. I saw some really amazing signs calling out from white people calling out white supremacy, from men calling out patriarchy. I mean, it was it was really awesome for that reason. And I don't I don't want to, you know, it's easy to focus. Yeah. It's easy to focus on the things that weren't good enough. Yeah, don't misunderstand me in the sense that, like, again, I'm being a realistic Rebecca and saying that there were positive things and there were opportunities for improvement. That's what you always say in corporate America. Right. Instead that's of, how you soften it. That's how you soften it. Instead of saying like, you fucking suck, you're in danger of being fired. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are always opportunities for improvement. And again, I say that within myself. And I think that that's something that we all need to um, really embrace. And I think that by doing that, by starting with ourselves and, and acknowledging where we have opportunities for growth and improvement, it will encourage other people to do the same. And so um, I wish that that had been more of a focus of this march. But at the same time, having all of those people together in the same place so that they could see, for instance, white men holding up signs Absolutely. that said dismantle the racist infrastructure mm -hmm. uh, other white men might say that and say hey i can also hold that sign i can take up that mantle myself even as a white man i can play a role here yeah absolutely or, yeah it was a it was an important step we got more steps to take in order to get where we were going and um you know i feel energized and i feel more optimistic post-March than I did beforehand. And I think that that was also like a big, you know, part of why this was so necessary. Because a lot of people have been feeling really sad and have been feeling like there's just, there's no hope. And it feels sure. especially so now that Donald Trump is officially our president. Yeah. And that his first actions are exactly what you were afraid of. Yeah. It's like a comic book villain for real, though. For real. For real. This is this is like Lex Luthor when he Oh my god, wait, did you see that he quoted Bane in his presidential speech? <laughs> no, I missed that one. I did catch the uh, uh America first Nazi slogan well, reference. What but... what happens when you ask when you have Steve Bannon, an actual fucking Nazi, of course. write your speech, he quotes Bane and like Nazi like propaganda. I mean it's just yep. it's fucking terrifying. So with that said this has been a great couch chat. You got a lot of fucking work to do. Stay woke. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I feel like we could end on a more positive note. Okay, that's true. We're like, also, Trump's taking the country. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that march. It's the last one. Everything's on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, I don't... What, what am I supposed to say? I mean, I was trying to, I was trying to be action-focused. Yeah, you were, and you did a great job. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to keep it realistic Rebecca up in here. You know what I'm saying? I like how you've taken up that mantle. I'm not like a sugarcoat your... Sandy. <laughs> sugarcoat Sandy? Yeah. I've never heard that one. I'm not a, a downplay Deborah. <laughs> Debbie Downer? No, I'm trying downplay. Like this was a Debbie Downer is a totally different person than downplay Deborah. <laughs> Are they two different Debbies? Yeah, they're one is Deborah because she's grown as fuck, and Debbie Downer is really immature and she brings the mood down. Oh yeah, okay. Downplay Deborah is an adult, but she feels like she needs to soften things for you, and mm. I'm not one of those. Right? Oh, or uh, gaslighting Gus? No, oh, God. You don't want to be one he, of those? <laughs> there are so many of those motherfuckers. Have you been following me on Twitter recently? Neo-Nazi I... Nathaniel. 
<laughs> Punch that motherfucker in the face. There, there's your positive note to end on. Yeah. Sometimes Nazis get punched. Sometimes, every once in a while, a Nazi gets punched on live television. And, uh, and uh, an angel or whatever deity that you believe in gets its wings. <laughs> I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from our couch. I'm